come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get aesthetic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Vini, everybody. And thank you for joining us for another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I am Matt. And I'm Kimbra. And we are the Fantastic Cruising Podcast. Thank you for joining us on this episode. We are excited because next week, at this very moment, we're going to be on a cruise ship. Sailing the seas. Yes. Or the sea. The ocean. Ocean and the sea. The Caribbean sea. The Caribbean sea. Uh, Yeah, well, we'll we'll be in the Atlantic Ocean at this point. The seas around the Caribbean the A's, area. The B's, the C's, the D's. The waters. <laughs> but yeah, so we're we're pretty excited about that. And that obviously, if you've seen the title of this episode, we are going to be discussing that. We actually have a special guest, a good friend of ours, who we have in the green room right now. And uh, we're going to bring him on because he was on the Scarlet Lady, the Virgin Scarlet Lady, just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And so we we've got questions and he has answers. So we're going to we're going to find out some things we're curious about and, and get a little bit of, of uh, his impressions on Virgin Scarlet Lady. But before we do that, is there anything that you want to tell the people out there? Well, I do have to uh, promote. Ah, the group cruise, <laughs> which will be March 12th, 2023, on the Carnival Pride, going to Grand Cayman, Roatan, Belize, and Cozumel, leaving out of Tampa. Join us. You just pointed, but there's a big I, thing. I up. realized that as I was doing People it. People are listening too. They don't know. <laughs> Look, here's what I'm going to tell you. Hold it, on. Oh, sorry. Fantastic travel at gmail.com. Now you can That speak. part is important. This is what I'm going to tell you. If you don't sign up for this cruise and come on this cruise with us, you won't be on it. So that's reason enough right there to sign up and book this cruise. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's actually, I've got I've got some people that are like, yes, we're going. And they haven't actually booked yet. So one of them. I mean, they've got time. That They do have time. One of them didn't book because we were on a cruise. And (laughs) she couldn't pay for it yet because we were on a cruise. No worries. No worries. Look, plenty of time. I know. There's there's time. Shoot us an email and we'll get you on the cruise. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to see creatures galore. But we're just, we're going to have fun too. We're going to do a lot of fun stuff and just uh, lots of socializing and hanging out with the people. Maybe some cruise ship D and D. Oh, if we get the right, get the right group, which I think we've already got people that would probably roll with that. I've been, (laughs) I've been in like a, I've, I've been like in a, a D and D craving we haven't gotten our DD itch scratched no it's been it's, it's been, been a while we haven't had time it's like this is our last cruise that we have booked until the group cruise although we're going to be on one next october this coming october maybe we'll get one in before then but we've had so many cruises it's like we don't have time to recover from the last cruise like we haven't even fully unpacked i feel like no since the suitcase still has august stuff in it. or something I, I don't know i actually i don't even 
I have my my backpack there that I walk on. I don't even empty it out because I just put the same stuff back in it. So it's it's just full and ready to go. Not that we're complaining. That's <laughs> not a problem that I mind having at all. But it is it is a problem. It's just it's just a good it's a problem I'm thankful for. I so. told I told Matt today that I found a cruise with a really good rate in December and he's like we can't do that. I was yeah. like, "But it's a really good rate." Yes. <laughs> Yes, I was going to respond with something like, "Hey, there's a there's a uh, free drinks and food in Sydney, Australia this weekend too." But it doesn't matter because we can't do that. So, uh, you, man, they're, they're you, and I just made that up. You got a lizard, so I should get a cruise. I got a lizard. We. Yeah, I don't think there's an I, and <laughs> there is an I in lizard, but there's not an I in that lizard. There's a we in that. There's lizard. also an I in cruise. It's a wee lizard too. So we lizard. I've got to practice my Scottish accent because we're going to the medieval festival or fair in uh, Sarasota tomorrow. I get to wear my kilt. The first time I've ever worn my kilt out in public because I got it during the pandemic. So, and then I just haven't had. I mean, we did go to the Tampa Bay Renaissance Fair. And I didn't wear it. Yeah. But this I need, time, I need to get an outfit. I keep putting it off because I'm like, I'm gonna lose weight and I don't want to spend all this money. And I've been saying that for like years. And at this point, I should just buy it because the weight is what it is. I mean, it will eventually come off, but if I want the outfit, I should just get the outfit. Well, and knowing you as well as I do, which I think is pretty well, um, Renaissance festivals only happen like once or maybe twice a year. If this one's decent, we'll maybe have twice to go a year. So uh, by that time next year, you'll be wanting to get something new anyway, because that's just who you are. You're oh, like, is that what you oh, think? Can I get a new Renaissance outfit or something? So hmm. I see. Is that what you think? Do you think I am I wrong? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Okay, so let's yeah. let's talk about things. Things and stuff. Are we ready to bring on our friend? I think so. Is he ready? I think he He's, looks he like gave he, us a thumbs up. <laughs> he tried to talk, but he doesn't. <laughs> then he realized that it's we like can't we, hear him it's yet. It's like we're playing a trick on him. <laughs> what? We, we can't hear what? you. What? <laughs> All right, guys. So this is this is our good friend Brian, and uh, and we've had him on the podcast twice before. Once. Was it just once? Yeah, he thought it was on twice. He's the one that convinced us to become travel he did. advisors. We had him on after that too. No, I don't think so. No? Just once, okay. right? Yeah. Oh, just once. Okay. Well, well, then he's he's well due to come back on uh, and tell us all about the Scarlet Lady. So, welcome, Brian. Hey guys, thanks for having me back. Good to see you. Thank you. Welcome. Now, the first thing I have to say, Brian, is that every time you go on a cruise, and you cruise a lot, um, you always post a picture on the first day, and you're almost always wearing that shirt. And I just want to say that we appreciate it's that. My favorite shirt. <laughs> Represent my, my formal attire for cruising. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, um, you were just on how many weeks ago were you on the Scarlet Lady? Yeah, we went on October 24th through the 29th, which I, I think it was the fourth U.S. sailing. They did a couple sailings over in Europe and then they brought it over to the U.S. Okay. So one of, one of the first ones over here. Correct. And um Here's what there's so many. I have so many questions. You have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. I'm just curious. What, I we, do. There's a new cruise there's line. There's one in particular that I I really need to know about because I right need now? to know. No, like, no, no, no. Oh. It can wait okay. until we get to it. Okay. But 
I need to make a purchase and I need to know what kind of purchase to make oh. based on this question. Oh, I think I, I know what this might be. All right. So let's let's start at the beginning, though, uh, because we are in the, the times that we are in and every other cruise that we've been on in the last few months, we've had a different protocol than Virgin where we had to go and get tested and and that sort of thing. But we haven't really heard anything from Virgin. Like we kind of know what the scoop is. But can you tell us about like what their policies and procedures are for getting onto the cruise ship in this pandemic that we are experiencing? Yeah, excellent question. And it's ever changing. So this is how it was when I was there. And I think it's still like that right now. So Scarlet Lady is the only ship in Richard Branson's uh, Virgin Voyages fleet right now that's sailing. Sailing out of Miami. So what they're doing is it's 100% vaccinated only. You have to bring your, your uh, vaccination card with you. So you show up down at the port of Miami, and they have two different terminals that they're using. So you show up at one terminal, and it's 15-minute intervals. So you'll have a boarding time of, say, 2 to 2.15, 2.15 to 2.30. You line up in your boarding time. They're going to come by with a clipboard with a barcode. Virgin is very tech, uh, very tech heavy. You scan it and you register for a COVID test inside the terminal at that time. You get into your 15 minute blocks. They're going to bring you inside within a few minutes of your 15 minute block. So don't show up an hour early. It's not worth it. You show up, you go inside. They have all your paperwork and everything ready for you. They register you right inside. You take a COVID test right there. They put a bracelet on you. You wait for your email to come through that says you're negative, you're positive. If you're negative, you get to go through to the next terminal. And I'm not sure what happens if you're positive. Because <laughs> negative. And it, it's a very quick process, 15, 20 minutes from the time you're standing on the curb, testing, test results. And then you start walking inside the building to the next terminal where you actually log in, uh, register for the cruise. Cool. That, that is, that sounds good. Cause I'm trying to figure out like, how are they going to get all, I don't even know what the capacity of version is or what they're selling at, but I'm like, that's a lot of people to, to test them, get the results and get them on. But it sounds like they've got it pretty much ready to go. Like it sounds like, got a, like they have a pretty good system in place to, to get that accomplished then. Yeah. They had, I'd say 10 lines inside for 10 different testing stations. I found out that the week we were on, there was 1,111 guests. And I want to say the ship holds about 22, 2,300 people. I don't have the exact number. And so everybody processed right through. Okay. So then it's probably, I, I don't know what it'll be for us when we go, but it was about 50% capacity, it sounds like, for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And one of the great things about it is it alleviates that pressure of having to go get COVID tested before you cruise right. and pay for COVID tests. We're cruising next week, and I'm scheduling four COVID tests, and they want $100, $150 a piece. It just Ooh. adds that extra cost. And so this just takes that away. And one other thing I would want to note is that Virgin requires a passport to cruise. So oh, okay. That is that is interesting because I was just having a conversation with people today at work about that, and they were like, you can cruise without a passport? I'm like, if you're cruising out of like – most United States ports and you're not going like over overseas, then yes, but Virgin doesn't, they don't, they don't do that, huh? No. Yeah. They, they require a passport. Interesting. It's I wonder why that is. That's, that's interesting. Huh. I mean, I, we always tell people get your passport anyway, because 
you know, if you get, you, you don't want to get stranded somewhere and then you're stuck and have all kinds of problems, but that's good to know. Good, good for people to know. Yeah. Okay. okay. What do you, you have any pre-boarding or boarding questions? For? Um, well, I have some questions about the bracelet. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got our bracelets in the mail. Excellent. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So it seems like, like when we got on the app, it was just like, set up your bracelet and they just wanted you to put a pen in. So that seemed easy. Yeah. So the bracelet, it, it seems kind of weird at first, like putting it on with the little hook and so forth, but I'll say it never came off the entire five days we were there unless you took it off. So it did hold up well. I did catch it on a few things. So just be aware of that, but it worked really well scans it's your ir for everything from logging on and off the ship opening your room key uh, for your door um whenever you go to sign for anything they just scan your bracelet so it does work really well and what i didn't notice was that your name is engraved into it so just make I sure i saw that yeah <laughs> i didn't even notice that until we got there so uh, just make sure you have the right ones on it so if you have the bracelet on you don't have the do you even get a cruise card like the the chip card or whatever no that's it that is the entire paperwork that's the uh the, the boarding pass and so forth and from what i'm told it's made out of recycled materials from the ocean that they've recovered very eco-friendly cruise line i'll, I'll say that right off the bat they're very friendly. no paperwork yeah. the entire time so there's there's no paperwork to even log in everything is huh. done through the bracelet huh. that's interesting um i like the bracelet i think it's really cool but one of my things is I like to keep my little ship cards because it has all of the information. Like it has the date, the ship, you know, it has all that information on it. And of course the bracelet doesn't have that. So anytime that I cruise on Virgin, I won't have that. You have to find something to replace it with. Yeah. I, I mean, can, I can make you a ship card. You want me to make you a fake ship card? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I buy a, a keychain on every ship that I'm on, yeah. but that keychain just represents the ship, not the cruise itself. But the idea of not having to carry that card is very appealing to me. And yeah. and I do absolutely love that Virgin tries to be eco-friendly. Like all the cruise lines are quote unquote eco-friendly, but most of them are just doing it for optics and that I don't think that they're 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 doing what people will notice, and and they're doing some more in some cases. But I feel like Richard Branson has really gone out of his way to do things that nobody would have expected them to do, and that to me is really cool. And hopefully that'll set a precedent for the other cruise lines and make them get in line with with that, which is good for the whole industry. Because you know, if we yeah, want to go to these places and enjoy them, we we need to be responsible visitors. So. Yeah, and, and it goes on beyond that with the eco-friendly, everything from there is no paperwork on the ship, so there's no signing for receipts. And we can talk about that. Um, they only sell the reef-friendly sunscreens on board. And uh, it, it just a lot of stuff, you'll see it here and there. The, the tours are all eco-friendly, and they have sustainable tours and certified personnel for that. So they, they do a really good job, and they pointed out uh, no single-use products. So that's great. Just an awareness. And I mean, uh, in the long run, that's going to probably benefit them economically too. And in, in many cases it will, in some cases it, it won't, but yeah, that's awesome. Um, do they provide free sunscreen? I, I heard that when they were first announcing, do they have free? Yeah. So um, I heard that they were going to provide the free sunscreen. I never saw it. 
Uh, the only we bought a bottle when we went on to Cozumel before we left to go onto the beach and stuff. We bought a bottle in one of the gift shops, but I didn't see any of the free stuff. But I did hear when they first started promoting the cruise line that they were going to. Yeah, that was one of their things they said. Is it stream to see that they're selling? I took a picture. I'll I'll let you know in the, in the <laughs> okay. comments below what it was. But yeah, we did end up buying a can of it. I okay. just don't remember the name of it. Okay. Yeah, Reef Safe Sunscreen is is and this the stuff that stream to see stuff is is good for the reef. It can be a little rough to use. So I always tell people just if you're gonna be on the reef, try and cover up as much as you can. <laughs> and, uh... The need for it. But of course, anywhere in the water near a reef. If you're putting on sunscreen, you're essentially putting toxins into the water that is literally killing our coral reef system. So <laughs> try and try and do the best you can. That's what I tell people without getting sunburned. So one thing that keeping kind of with the subject of, of what Virgin's doing is the hammocks mm -hmm. on all the balconies. How was that? The balcony was one of the larger physical size balconies I've been on in a long time. Uh, reminiscent of the older cruise ships. Um, so you actually had a lot of space to sit out. The balcony, the, the hammock itself, super comfortable to sit in. You could lay out in it. And they actually had little tags on it to, for the company or the, the island that it was made on and so forth. Oh, cool. But people really enjoyed them. I enjoyed sitting out on it just on a sea day, just relaxing on it. Um, did a lot of uh, blogging from it and so forth, but yeah, very comfortable and they were heavily used. You could see people on them when we, we pulled into port, you look up at the ship. A lot of people were sitting on them. They look comfortable. If, if you're watching oh. this right now and you wonder what Kimber's doing, the dog just threw up. So <laughs> that's what she's doing right now. Uh, but that, that is cool. And, and so it seems like a little bit bigger balcony. Um, the room that has like a, is it like the thing where it's a it's a couch during the day and a bed at night? Was that how the stateroom was? So it's set up that way where uh, supposedly like one portion of the bed will swing over and cover up what is a table during the day or a small leveled area. When we got into the room, it was set up as a full-size bed or a queen-size bed. We never saw it swung over. I don't foresee anybody ever doing that. Uh, we just put one of the suitcases there, opened it up, and worked out the suitcase and then the other suitcase we unpacked and put in the closet. Okay. From what I'm told, you could do that as a couch, but I, I don't see it happening because of the, you'd have to take the bed sheets off. You'd have to realign everything. And for, uh, for my wife and I just to sit on it, it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. I like the, the concept of it is interesting. Um, it would make more sense for like a college dorm room, I think, than, <laughs> than actually <laughs> a cruise ship cabin per se, yeah, but, but uh, as it. yeah, but that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Um, so, all right. So, so tell us, um, tell us when you get on, when you got on the ship, what were your first impressions when you first got on the ship? So right away, what I noticed, um, and I had cruised a few weeks before on the Mardi Gras and on that one, you had to wear a mask in certain spots. You didn't have to wear it in other spots. When we got onto the the ship here. They were just like, okay, that's it. You don't have to wear a mask the entire trip, which was really nice. It's 100% oh. vaccinated, 100% tested right there at the port, including the, the crew gets tested periodically as well. The crew did wear masks. 
So okay. Well, wait a minute. Let me just let me just make sure I heard that right. So once you're on the ship, you yeah. don't have to wear a mask. There's we didn't wear a mask again until we got off the ship and came uh, back to the airport. That I, I'm not like against wearing masks, but that at this point of the game on a fully vaccinated ship, that just makes sense to me, and I'm I'm actually really glad to hear that. So that yeah. that's cool. It worked out well. Uh, so most cruise ships. When you walk in, there's a big atrium. There's a big, uh, you know, uh, promenade on Royal Caribbean and so forth. This one, you walk in and it's just uh, it's an open area, but very vibrant, very colorful, and music playing, DJs going. And so we just walked over. We had a drink. There's no big two story, three story, four story atrium. It's one story that goes down one, uh, and they did have a lot of music playing. And throughout the whole cruise, they had a lot of music playing. So. Uh, okay. We grabbed a drink right away and started seeing the different drinks and the different bars and so forth, and really enjoyed the different uh, the, the atmosphere as, as that goes. Now, I've seen some pictures and video of the of the ship, and um, and and so I kind of have some ideas and impressions of what it looks like. But in my mind, I just picture the entire ship being red, black, and white. Is that is that pretty accurate, or is that just my miss? misinterpretation because i'm just imagining no, it's very misconception i'm sorry <laughs> uh, so originally the photos were of a red and white ship but when you get there it's actually almost like a battleship gray with red and the red is very vibrant um and especially at night with the virgin written out and bright red lights and stuff and the, there's red lights all over the ship uh throughout the ship it's got a lot of bohemian atmosphere a lot of like um uh Tommy Bahama almost towards the aft of the ship in the dock area and different areas of the ship. It's, it's almost like an Ikea feeling at certain points and very uh, mute, lots of uh, artistic style seating. And it was designed by hotel personnel, not cruise ship people. Okay. So okay. Lots of small pocket areas. And like every time, and people told me this, they're like, every time you go around a corner, you're going to see something new. And we were there on day five and we were still finding little seating areas and little cubby holes that people were sitting in. And it's like, wow, this is just like really totally different. Lots That's of different cool. seating styles too. Uh, seats everywhere. There's more public space than there were people. That's that's for sure. Especially on a lower capacity cruise, I guess. That's especially, awesome. Especially on a lower capacity. Yeah, it's there was no problems finding seating. But even if there was, I, I would say that maybe around the pools and we'll We'll talk about that later, but as far as public seating inside in the lounges, the bars, the restaurants, there's public seating everywhere. And it's all different kinds and styles and sizes and stuff for two people, stuff for four, six, eight people. So it's, it, they really took into consideration um, uh, whether it's big groups or small personnel. Cool. Now you mentioned drinks. And that is something that I'm curious about because we got, you know, they don't do a drink package, um, which actually this this deal kind of works out better for us for mo the most part because we don't normally do the drink package. But but we spent a certain amount and we got a little bit of extra money towards our bar tab, essentially. Yeah. Um, what what kind of drinks do they have and what were the prices like on those drinks? Uh, so what you're talking about the, the added sailor loot so if, depends when you book they give you different perks and so forth when i booked i got a hundred dollars an extra sailor loot on top of my 300 dollars tab so i got 400 dollars in credit that's what we got yeah 
And it was used for more than just the bar. You could use that in a spa. You could use that um, in the shops and so forth. So definitely do that. Even if you you, know, you don't plan on buying $400 worth of alcohol, you got to buy $400 worth of something on the ship, not food, because that's all included. But you'll go through the $400 if you would on any normal cruise. Drink prices were comparable to, say, Carnival. Um, I, I noticed that, like, Norwegian really jacks the prices up. You know, $15 for a Gentleman Jack or $16 for something else. And then, you wow. know, $15 and lower is included in the price. But because everybody has a drink package. On Carnival, uh, I think Gentleman Jack was, say, $10 or something. And that was about the comparable price to uh, to this ship. Some of the whiskeys were a little bit more expensive. Uh, some of the wines were up there. They were big on champagne. I didn't find the prices too expensive for what I would drink. Uh, the beers were, you know, $7, $6. But one of the things on, on there is the gratuities and everything is included in your drink pricing. Oh. And unlike, like, so say you go on uh, even Norwegian where it's included or Carnival and they have you sign for it. And it's like, all right, you know, your gratuities are included in there, but you can sit here and sign for another gratuity if you want to add another dollar or two. They don't even give you – that's it. They wave your bracelet, and there is no option to give them an extra gratuity. If you want to give anybody gratuity on the ship, it has to be in cash. So it's more of a personal thing, one-on-one to the person versus signing for it and having it going into a pool, and then they're all dispersing it uh, later on. So the the drink prices were on, on par with cruise – ships uh they don't do the drink packages at all but you do get that bonus depending upon when you book now i would recommend anybody who's ever remotely interested to give fantastic travel a call right now make sure they give you a call (laughs) book a cruise within a certain period i want to say it's their inaugural season but they haven't said when the end of it is and you become one of their sailor mates for life or i forget the exact terminology yeah, it's um it's it's through the end of december you have to i think you have to sale for the first year like yeah i I wasn't Um, sure when the cutoff date of actually sailing was but they're going to give you a bonus for life of i want to say it's a hundred dollars every time you sail and you buy that that uh sale of loot um but look into it but i know there's a perk for life if you book within a, a certain amount of timeline um in their inaugural season it's so, really fascinating. This cruise line is trying so hard to break the mold in, in so many ways, from the decor to the way that you buy drinks to oh. and these kind of things. It's like you can tell they're they're trying to really make make that big entrance onto into the cruising world and, and try and really impress people up front. Which is, I mean, that's a brilliant business strategy, I guess. So uh, that's Cool. That's pretty awesome. She's looking up that. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. And I er uh, we could find it and tell people about it next next podcast too. I'll find it because I told I told someone else about it in an email. <laughs> I'm determined now. She's on a mission. All right. Well let's let's go to food then. Cause yeah. So when I know another difference with the with the Virgin ships is going to be that they there there is no upcharge food like it's no. everything is included when you pay for the cruise right is there yeah. any food you can buy extra at all or is it it's it's Sea Blazer Sea Blazer yeah 
Um, it's an extra $125 when you purchase a 300 p prepaid bar tab. Um, you'll have that forever. And uh, $300 off your next sailing in 2022. Um, so it's you only become a sea blazer if you cruise before the end of December 2021. Oh, this year. So yeah. You, so get on it quick. Get on it quick. Yeah. <laughs> so the food. Um, I like I like to compare the foods on the different cruise lines and so forth. The this one I'll say I've been on nine different cruise lines. I think it was is probably one of my favorite in the terms of there is no upcharge for any foods. You know, if you go on Royal Caribbean, you go to Playmakers, they charge you for the buffalo wings. If you go to, you know, this one they charge you for the sushi. If this one, no matter what you wanted for food, it was included. The one item that was an exception to that in the steakhouse was some like dry aged steak uh, with lobster. And it was in small print on the menu. Unless you saw it, you would never even know it. But every single food from appetizers or d'oeuvres to uh, the wings, if you're on the if you're on the pool deck and you wanted stuff, you put a little flag up and they come over and they just give you hors d'oeuvres and appetizers and foods. All the specialty dining is included. Uh, even if you go to the soda uh, bar, they have a, a classic soda bar. And you go there and they have candy jars in the background with gummy bears and Twizzlers and all that. The candy by the pound, that's included. You just ask oh. them for uh, a handful oh, of candy. No. <laughs> oh, that's bad. That's good, uh, but bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the ice cream shop where you know ben and jerry's on royal caribbean is a charge or if you go get the little snacks on norwegian or carnival in the bake shop those are an upcharge no, everything is included every food piece is included which was really really nice so you could try different things and when you went to different restaurants you could just say you know just bring us two or three of these we're just going to split everything it didn't really matter as far as costs go so uh, uh, really really excellent on that now when you you eat food. There's different ways you can do that. So let's start with let's start with breakfast. It seems yep. a logical place to start. Uh, what are your breakfast options on the Scarlet Lady? All right. So one of the things that they point out is that they don't have a buffet. So they have what they call the galley. It's kind of like nine or ten food trucks, if you will, with like all different themed areas. And one of those is a twenty four seven diner. So you can, you know, that's a breakfast place. And there's other breakfast options up in the galley. Um, one of the, the really nice things is within the galley itself and at different places throughout the ship, they have takeout containers or takeout refrigerators that you just go up to and they have all pre-made foods already in to-go mm -hmm. containers. They're reusable to-go containers huh. and they have them all ready to go. So if you go out into the dock area, if you go into the, the galley, they have different to-go containers that you can just grab and go with. Um, but you can go into the galley and some of them are, you go up to the different stations, depends on the station, but you can go up to the different stations and either order right there and take it away. So maybe the bagel station, you can just take it right there or the, um, the fresh fruit station, you just take it right from there and they're serving you everything. There's no, no self-serve. But if you wanted the scrambled eggs and bacon and sausage, and they do have bacon every day, <laughs> if you want all that stuff, you would just sit down at a table and within a few minutes, within a minute or so, somebody will come over and take your order of what you want of from whatever of the restaurants and bring it back to you in a couple minutes. 
And that's in the galley area? That's in the galley area. So so you we would go up and grab, say, fresh fruit and yogurts and sit down. And on all the tables, they have the barcodes. So you can you can figure out what you want from the different restaurants. But somebody would come over and just kind of ask you what you want. So you'd say, I want A, B, or C, you know, whatever you really want. And then they would offer you orange juice, coffee. They'd bring it right to you. And then within a couple of minutes, they would have the hot food just delivered to you. So unlike a, a buffet where you, everybody's going their own separate ways and looking around and then trying to find a table together. No, you go find the table. You sit down, you order your food. They bring you your stuff. So it worked out well for us. And again, we were on a you know 50% capacity sailing. So there was tons of empty space. Right. So that's one option. Also in the galley, what I really liked is they kind of all the tables and throughout the entire cruise ship have USB jacks or electrical ports built into the tables. Wow. So if you're sitting there and there's a lot of bloggers and you know people working and stuff, but you could actually just plug in your laptop or plug in your cell phone while you're at the tables. So that worked out well. Um, all the, not all the restaurants, but a lot of the restaurants would be open for breakfast. So we went to the wake, which is the steakhouse. Yeah. One morning. We went to uh, razzle dazzle one morning for breakfast. We did take out one morning from razzle dazzle for breakfast. When we were in Cozumel, we did take out from there. So the, the specialty restaurants do have options. And then the galley is the other option. Now, I think maybe you've answered this in just your description, but when you first brought up the galley and the food truck concept and something I've had in the back of my mind ever since I heard they were, were not doing a quote unquote buffet, does it feel like a buffet still sort of like the deli at the carnival buffet or does it just totally feel different? It's. It's it feels like say one of the Norwegian breakaway classes, um, where th- there's different stations, but it's much more separated than those. It, they do have a burger bar, they do have a dessert area, it's a salad bar. It's and they're very separated versus one long one. So they do have different sections, which was nice. It's not the the traditional buffet, if you will, but you can go up and grab stuff uh, from okay. the different stations. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Okay, cool, cool. But it so does feel like of, a big open kitchen area or a yeah. big open dining area. Yeah. So lots of options for food. That's real, that's like I'm getting more excited about the ship as we talk about. It. I'm already excited about this cruise, but I'm just getting more excited the more we talk about it. Do you, you have any food questions for breakfast? Not for breakfast. I just have an overall food question, oh, but okay. you can, you can no, continue I, through the we meals. Can, well, um, before I forget to ask this question, it kind of ties into overall food too. Is there is there a room service option at all? And what does that look like if there is? So I heard that there is breakfast options. We never looked. I, I And it was one of those ones where it was like the last day and we're like, we didn't even see if there was uh, room <laughs> service options. I rarely ever do it, but uh, but I'm always curious about it. Yeah, I, I we didn't even look. But one of the things I, I did want to point out is like, I have a lot of food allergies and so forth. And they do a really good job on this ship with different food allergies or uh, different food options. So, for example, like Razzle Dazzle is pretty much a, a vegetarian restaurant. They have a naughty menu is what they call it. And they do have some options for meats in there, but for the most part, there's a lot of vegetarian options. They have vegan options, uh, including desserts and so forth. 
and then they do have the gluten-free options all the way down to the pizza shop has its own uh, pizza area for gluten-free pizzas. Cool. And I did, I did try that. Uh, and it was, it was really good. So they do do a great job with the different dietary needs of people. Okay. Well, let's move on to lunch then. What's, what are your choices for lunch? Kind of this, kind of the same deal. Yep. Same options and, and so forth as the, the dinner options or the, or the breakfast options where it's multiple different restaurants throughout the, the ship. And again, those takeout containers. So in the breakfast time, you go there and it might be granola and fruit in some of them. By the time you go back for lunch, there'll be sushi or sandwiches and, and other different quick pick options in them. And so you can just walk in, grab them, leave, go out to the pool deck and grab, you know, sit out there. If you're on the dock, which I believe was deck four aft, you just sit down at any of the tables or benches or seats or whatever. You just put the little flag up. And there's a couple other little uh, lounges that have the same option. And you put the little flag up and they'll come over to you. And there's a menu right there on the, on the, the, the table menu. And you can just order, you know, beef sticks or shrimp skewers or different options as, as far as the food goes for that too. But a lot of people went to the galley or the restaurants. Okay. That's pretty cool. And you, you said you tried the pizza. How does the pizza compare to other cruise lines in your opinion? Yeah, so I only eat gluten-free pizzas, so they pretty much all use the same crusts. Um, I would say that Carnival and this one are the best. Uh, Royal, um, it was okay in the past. Norwegians was okay, but they, they always switch them out and so forth. Um, okay. But this one did have a lot of really good pizzas, um, but I can only speak for the, the gluten-free crust, which was – it was decent. It was I would eat it. What toppings did they have? <laughs> all sorts of everything from, and, and they all had funky names, and I can post a picture of the, the <laughs> names. Um, one of the ones that we did try, I think it was called uh, Pretty Fly for a White Pie, and it was like, <laughs> cheeses and uh, stuff. And we had a margarita pizza, and it, so more than just the sausage and pepperoni, they did have you know flavorful, colorful pizzas. Cool. I'm waiting for you to ask you, her. You're waiting for my Yeah, question. yeah. What was your favorite restaurant option? Uh, bar none, it was the Test Kitchen, which was a very eclectic, almost like the Wonderland on the Oasis-class ships, where it was, uh, I think it was seven or eight courses of very unique individual offerings, so small samplings. We did it with a wine pairing, which was $35 a person, and you got really, really nice wines. Um and they, they did individual pairings all the way down through dessert. And they gave you good-sized glasses. So if you're going to do the test kitchen, which was the only restaurant we found to sell out on any given night during the course of our five days there, uh, definitely I'd recommend doing the wine pairing with it. It's worth the. Was there – was the food – was there like a lot of seafood – mixed in with it or like did you have choices like was it a one linear path of food or yeah so at the test kitchen it's here's your eight this is what you're getting uh at all the other restaurants the multiple multiple options right um, whether in everything from even in the italian restaurant they had you know vegan vegetarian style options or gluten they had one gluten-free option on the pastas and stuff so or um but in, in the test kitchen, it was, here's the menu. And we, and we talked to the waiter and said, hey, we're, we're going to be back here early next year. Is it going to be the same menu? And he was saying, it's probably going to be the same menu for a few months. 
and then we will start changing over. Uh, probably, you know, as the clientele comes back. So you might see it if you go back in six months, it might be the same, but if you go back in a year, it might be different. Okay. Was there a lot of seafood in the test kitchens offerings? No. I, I only ask because we don't like seafood. So yeah, like, no. I, if we should do the test kitchen. <laughs> I don't recall there being a lot of seafood. There might have been like like one of the eight might have been a seafood, maybe two of the eight. Okay. But even at that, I would be, uh, I would say probably not even that much. Okay. Interesting. So you, you have to make uh, reservations for these dinner places. Is that accurate? Yeah. So when we went and it's fluctuated a little bit since they started, when we went, you could book reservations 14 days out on the app. The app was very finicky. So I just called Virgin Voyages and said, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm sailing on these dates. I'm just like some help making my reservations. What I learned was only 50% of the reservation times were available on the app. The others would be available once you're on, on the ship uh-huh. and you can go up and make reservations for, you know, five thirty six or whatever it was, walk up reservations. So I called up and we sat there day by day with a schedule and said, oh, you know, we want to on sail away day, we're sailing away at 7, 7.30. We want a, a 6.30 dinner reservation. So that way we're in the restaurant during sail away. And on this day, we want to have it at this time. And they worked with us on all the different times. Hmm. And it was very, very simple. Some people were trying to make it on the, the app. In the app, uh, again, it is finicky. You'll see low ratings on <laughs> the the app store for it because it gets finicky you might have to uninstall it reinstall it i'd recommend reinstalling it right before you go down to miami to get on the ship to make sure it works but reservations were very easy and you could even do walk-ups and you could go to any of the restaurants in the during the day or whatever and just ask for it or you can make reservations once you're on the ship okay so you ate at how many different restaurants in the evening like that then you ate at the test kitchen yeah. Waves, wakes, wave. So I, I, I put it down just to make sure I could get it all. So we were on the ship on a Sunday and we had dinner at the wake, which is the steak restaurant. And one of the things I learned there was that the people in the Rockstar suites are their Their seating is better positioned. They're the ones that are going to be <laughs> the big windows in the very ah. end. So you're on deck three where you're dining right down low but you can get some of the side windows in the, the, the regular balcony rooms. Monday night, we ate at Razzle Dazzle. Uh, and again, that was kind of like the vegan vegetarian. Uh, it's a little darker in there and it's very opposites. And in, in we talked to the waitresses and I, I'll, I'll talk about the staff later on, but they were telling us all about how uh, the, the food there is designed to throw you off, kind of like the razzle-dazzle during the World Wars with the ships and the paint schemes on it. And they'll tell you detailed stories of how they came up with different concepts. Hmm. And so this one is like, the food looks one way, but it tastes another way. Or <laughs> it's it, you think it's going to be this, and it's it's kind of like that. And so we, we I would really, love that. I feel like you, Kimber, would hate that. I Yeah. <laughs> I would have a real hard time with that. Yeah. I would embrace it and you would be like, oh no, this is wrong. We, we would have to go get something to eat after, <laughs> probably. They had some of the best French fries I've ever had in my life in that restaurant. Oh. And people would go back there just to get French fries. So I'll give oh. them that. They, we really enjoyed that. Uh, Tuesday night, um, we did it at the, I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's Janabi or Janobi. It's the, the restaurant where it's the Korean um uh, like barbecue the, restaurant where they yeah. cook on the table in front of you. 
And so you're seated with strangers, you know, and they, you play games and I don't want to go into too much detail, but you have a really good time and you get friendly with all the people that you're dining with. And they just kind of throw like whatever you order, everybody's going to start splitting. So, so just have them throw a whole bunch of food on there and there's all different uh, stuff that you'll have. And it was all delicious. We had a good time. We did leave there um, and go get some food somewhere else afterwards. I, I didn't fill up. I think that I probably could have, if I realized how short, like the different steps of the meal. Uh, but we, we really enjoyed the time there. It was the, definitely the most fun restaurant to go to. And they give you shots of different uh, alcohols and you play games and you, and you definitely have a lot of fun in that restaurant. Is it when you, when you eat at these restaurants, are you normally eating with other people at a table or are you often eating at a table with just your party or how did, how did that work out then? No. So in the wake, we were at a two person table and next to us were people at two people tables and razzle dazzle. The table that we were sat at was probably for 20 people. We were off to the side, you know, maybe five or six empty seats. And there might've been another couple, five or six empty seats, another couple. Um, that one was, they sat, we were with, we, we'd met another couple that day. Um, we, we all hung out. It was, Hey, we're going there. They're going there. So we went together and they sat us with uh, two other, uh, four other people, two, two or four other people. So we were all together at the table. Uh, we, they were total strangers, but we all had a great time together. And then the last couple nights we had met other people on the ship and just hit it off with them and hung out. And we went to dinner with them, uh, one couple one night, and a mother and son another night. So, okay. did you go to the Mexican place? Yeah. So the last night, uh, we had gone to dinner at the Italian restaurant, uh, Extra Virgin. Then I went on shore to Bimini to see the fires and the nightclub and stuff like the the beach party at night. We then made reservations to go back and eat at the Mexican restaurant just to make sure we hit all the restaurants on the ship. <laughs> and, uh, we went back there for another full dinner. So yes, we did go to the Mexican restaurant. So which, so which one did you say was your favorite? Uh, you said the test kitchen was your favorite. Yeah, the which experience was- in the test kitchen was really, uh, I, I really, I really enjoyed my time there and the intricacies of it and the food and so forth. Uh, the wake was just a, del- a delicious filet mignon. And mm-hmm. so if you, if you want steak, that it's a great spot for that. Razzle Dazzle was, uh, I had one of those imitation meat burgers. Uh, <laughs> something different. I'd never had one before and it was on the menu, so I tried it. And then uh, the Italian restaurant was delicious. And we did a lot of the, you know, we ordered like six or seven different meals, cut them up. And so we, we got to try a lot of that too. So that, that was really good. The Mexican one, by the time I got in there, I, I was full. It's, <laughs> I, I picked that stuff, but it was the last night. We got like 10 o'clock in a reservation the night before we're checking off. So it, it was definitely a, a last ditch effort to get in there. Who had the best dessert? Ooh. So my favorite place to go, there's, there's a soda shop. It, so I, I have a lot of food allergies, so I, I, I can't eat nuts or anything like that. So it eliminated 70% of the desserts. But they have a soda shop in the aft area of one, uh, and it's like, like a classic photo, uh, fountain soda place. You can go there and you can actually get uh, Sundays, but with alcohol. So oh, those, those were nice oh. to get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds awesome. 
And <laughs> you can also go to like the ice cream bar. Like me till ice cream is the name of the ice cream bar. <laughs> and you can get ice cream sundays there and so forth. So that's what I pretty much stick to. Uh, that yeah. sounds that all sounds great. <laughs> I don't think five days is enough. I think I'm going to need more. We've only yeah. booked, we've actually reserved two of the restaurants, but now I kind of feel like we should reserve the others. Yeah. We're going to have to, we're going to have to reserve the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whether we yeah. love everything at them or not, it sounds yeah. like there's plenty of food in other places to yeah. take care of. Absolutely. That. Absolutely. I mean, if I have to eat Sundays for my dinner, I will fall on that sword oh, okay. and it'll be cold and mushy. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the interesting things is Virgin is they're trying to stay in port late. So in Cozumel, we stay till 1130 at night. And then oh. in Bimini, you stay till about 10 o'clock, 1030 at night. So you can take advantage if you want to go eat on the economy out, you know, in Cozumel or something like that, or go eat on the ship and then go back into town. You can do that too. Well, that's pretty good. Pretty good deal. So, all right, well, let's see. What should we talk about next? Um, well, I have I have one oh, major question that I, I need answered. Tell me about Scarlet, Scarlet Night. Oh, we can't talk about Scarlet Night. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So <laughs> the first rule of Scarlet Night is don't talk about Scarlet Night. So they start setting up for it throughout the day and you'll start seeing different random things popping up and so forth. And then when the Scarlet night kicks off, they, a lot of people go to that main atrium area, which is only two stories tall and they have it decorated with different things and they start telling a story and the entertainment on Scarlet lady is very different than a traditional cruise, if you will. But this one brings it, it, it just brings it to another level. And the party starts in one area of the ship and then we'll move to a different area of the ship and then go to another area of the ship. And almost like, uh, I almost like to refer to it like the, was a Michael Ailig of the club kids back in New York city like if he was <laughs> right. a cruise director. This would be his ship where <laughs> it's just like lots of pop-up into random entertainment and stuff like that. And this was part of that where, people just start acting out or, or singing in different shows. And a lot, a lot of people wearing the red and it, it ends up at different parts of the ship and then down at the main pool area late night and stuff. Cool. So were, were a lot of people like, like dressed up or like, so basically I found a dress that I could buy, but then Matt mentioned like buying like some red t-shirts that we could cricket. And I'm like, I just don't know which level to go. Yeah. with. It went everything from, the formal gowns with high heels and jewelry to a polo shirt or a t-shirt to nothing like just average beachwear and everything in between. Uh, it, it was kind of um, almost like people didn't know what to wear. Like you were saying, like, do I wear yeah. a dress or a t-shirt? And no matter what you were wearing, it would be totally acceptable. And whatever you do, whatever you want to do, it makes you feel comfortable. One of the things that I'll point out, unlike any other cruise line, there's no photographers around. So they don't point, you know, there's no cameras. It's take your own photos wherever you are. Somebody else will take it for you, but there's no photos being taken of you all the time. Um, a lot of people like that. So it's, but it's not in your face photos. Great. That, that oh, answers that my that question. Okay. I cool. just wanted to know what I should wear. <laughs> so like, I wore a red polo cool. shirt. That was it. <laughs> 
So what about the what about the entertainment on this ship? Uh, what what offerings do they have? Yeah. So one thing I noticed right off the back, the there's there's not really a cruise director. They have different entertainment personnel that will do stuff and they do have they, we had one lady that was there that she was kind of like a cruise director but she just did some singing and dancing and stuff throughout the ship but there are no announcements on the ship so oh, yeah. the only pa announcement we had the entire time was to tell us that we were going to go rescue some refugees that we found on a raft oh, right i remember you said yeah tell us that the covid tested them and to tell them that the coast guard was coming to pick them up those were the only announcements we heard the entire week so that was, it, it was different. But for the entertainment, you, you kind of had to look for it, right? It wasn't like, oh, you know, now the show is starting. We're going to start the show. We're going to, it was, their show's going on, but you kind of either had to know about the start times and go to them in the theater, or they would just be pop-up random things like that Scarlet Night where they would just start singing or there'd be a random person just start singing in a lounge at a certain time or, but um, some of it was scheduled, but some of it wasn't. So the scheduled stuff, there was a, a, a show, it was a dueling realities show, I think what they call it. And it was supposed to be a Romeo and Juliet story, but it was done with uh, um, Cirque du Soleil style entertainers where they're doing the, the jumping and the trampolines and the poles and the hula hoops and the, the different artistic style uh, entertainment. And, you know, the, the, the blue team and the red team, the blue team and the red team. So that was one of the shows. They did have almost like a burlesque style discussion show that we didn't attend just because the timing wasn't right. And everybody just kind of went, it, it was different. It, it was definitely different. It was like a discussion and interaction with the crowd. Um, very adult oriented, I guess, kind of like um, what's the thing on the, the Royal Caribbean, the scavenger hunt style adult. Oh, right, right. Kind of like, you know, it, that level of risque, if you will. Okay. Um, they, they did have some pop-up performers here and there. Uh, one night, the first night we were there, they had a pajama party up in the top deck and they had a lot of singing and dancing going on and just different random pop-up stuff. So there's a lot of that. I know that over time, what they're doing is, uh, for example, you know, the people that went on the week after us, they had a little bit different entertainment. And then, hmm. A friend of ours, mutual friend of ours, Adam, was on it, and they had totally different entertainment. So, there's the from what I'm gathering is the entertainment is evolutionary, where it's changing over time. That's great. So, so you could sail that ship and not see the same things over and over again if you're yeah. So cruisers. Even, yeah. So even like the the cruise director, the, I forget her name, Abby. Abby was her name. Where she was, by the time we got off the ship, it was her last sailing. So she did four or five sailings, and then she was leaving. Some other head hmm. entertainer or someone was coming on for a little bit, and they're doing the same thing with uh, the squid uh, tattoo parlor, which right. is unique to this ship. It's the only tattoo parlor at sea, where they're bringing on different tattoo artists every couple of weeks, and they're all from the TV show Ink Masters. So oh, okay. So they're all TV talent and they'll tell you all about this, the, the time on the TV show. And um, they were booking, they were, people were booking the, uh, the tattoo artists and it was individual negotiations for pricing. Uh, but from what I'm gathering, it was comparable to land pricing. Well, so, Adam, I know Adam got that like little octopus tattoo. Yeah. 
and the, the price for it was it was a little high but it wasn't it wasn't unreasonable for you know like you expect to pay more for a drink on a ship or something maybe mm-hmm. than on land it wasn't that much more and i always tell people when it comes to tattoos that's not where you want to skimp you know you're no. not looking for the black friday sale on tattoos <laughs> so <laughs> you don't want the lowest bidder on that no 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 that's not that's not when you should be looking for a deal <laughs> We had looked into it, um, and uh, Stephanie was going to look to go get a portrait, just priced it out just to see. And the price was, I guess, decent for what you would pay for something, maybe a little bit expensive, like you were saying. But the big, intricate ones, they would only do while the ship was in port in a dock. That makes sense. The smaller ones, they would do at sea in that one, but um she's she'll stick with her tattoo artist that she's yeah my my thing is when you get a tattoo you can't get it wet for like a week and And i'm like that that's not gonna work for me no and that was we questioned that and i mean matt i tell you that every they were lined up for five days to get tattoos from open to close there was days that it was sold out like i know a girl who got a tattoo she she worked with me for a while she got a tattoo and she went swimming too soon afterwards, despite being told not to, and it got infected and it messed up her tattoo. Yeah. So it's, I yeah, I, not for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but people were doing it. Interesting. I mean, it'd be kind of cool. Maybe if you could do it on that. I mean, not everybody goes in the water, I guess. Mm-hmm. And and if or you're just going the like in the hot tub, depending on where it is, you might be able to avoid the water. Yeah. Or, you know, you, you can cover them up, I know, but, like, you wouldn't want to go in the ocean with it. You probably wouldn't want to go swimming in the pool with it. But interesting. I'm, I'm just curious how they how they handled all that. Yeah, so. that's – people were doing it. I, I, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> what, what are the – do you have any other questions about the, the ship and stuff? My, my other question was the tattoos. Oh, okay. And we just talked about that. Yeah, so. yeah. So, okay – I know that you you we can tell that you liked the ship. Mm-hmm. If if you had like your elevator speech for the ship, like what would that be? What what were your overall impressions, I guess, of, of the Scarlet Lady and yeah, Virgin so Cruise Line? Some of the other I just want to point out a few other differences that I noticed while I was sure. there. Um, number one, no smoking in the casino. Oh, oh, we yeah. could go spend money at the casino. Sure. Hundred percent no smoking. The only smoking area on the ship was one area upstairs, outside, towards the aft, on a side. That was that it. is good to know. Um, what else? So, the um, exercise, exercise intensive. Like if if you're gonna run a a group cruise for a fitness club, or if you're gonna run a uh, a lot of people like I like to go running on the cruises. Every morning I wake up, I go do my laps. The dedicated running track was phenomenal because a lot of cruise ships it's just a secondary thought they put it out there just to say they have it this was a dedicated suspended two-lane running track that was marked off with mile markers and and quarter miles 100 meter markers and they had water stations on it and the only people on it were the people dedicated to going in it and it was probably about seven or eight people at any given time out there on it but the way they had it set up was really really nice and was unobtrusive to anything else on the ship but it did allow for that. The exercise facilities were really nice in that they had a good cardio area and a good exercise uh, weights area. But then they also had like boot camp classes and uh, CrossFit style classes. 
yoga classes. Um, they had outdoor and indoor exercise facilities with active participation. And a lot of people seem to really do it. And on Virgin, like I said, everything's included from your gratuities to your non-alcohol drinks and so forth, including the exercise classes. So, you know, you go on another cruise line, they might charge you $25 for a yoga class. Well, they have the whole top deck and everybody's out there doing sunrise yoga. Hmm. And those are included. Um, the ship's design at some areas were kind of weird. For example, the spa. Uh, depends on the services you were going. Some of them were in the main spa area. And then some of them were up on another deck. So if you're getting like uh, nails technicians done or manicures, pedicures, it was in a totally different area. So it depends on what you're getting done. It would be dependent upon where you're going. Okay. Uh, we did do a spa pass for a day. Oh. And so it, it, we've done them on, you know, the dream class ships and some of the Norwegian ships and one of the Royal ships. But on this one, you know, you, you, you buy it by the day, not by the week. You don't get a spa room. That's awesome. You know, I like that. Was, I think it was $70 for the day and you can come and go as you please. You had your own, you, you get a locker and uh, they would give you robes and, and slippers and they had the heated lounges area, but it was, there were flat lounges, but bigger um, cold plunge pools, which were ice cold. Ooh. And then one jacuzzi, one thermal suite, steam room, sauna, um, one or two other style areas. So it was enough for one day but not enough for a whole week. So, yeah. you know, you go on the, say the, the breakaway or the bliss or something, you have snow rooms and lots of big thermal areas. And it, it's, it's like that, but on a smaller scale. Okay. Definitely good for a sea day. But other than that, I, I, I wouldn't break into it. Um, but the ship, the, the vibe of the ship I got, it was an adults only. And so, it, it was a mixture of everything from the 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, all the way up to the 60s and 70-year-olds. It was tech-heavy, so you do have to be comfortable with your, your phone. But they did have uh, paper menus. They did have paper uh, or physical things to help you with if you needed to make reservations and stuff. So don't let that deter you. But they don't push things, not at all. There was no sidewalk sales. There's no... If you wanted an excursion, you would have to go find the excursion thing. They didn't stop pushing it on you every 20 seconds. Hmm. There was no, you know, constant announcements. There was no um, trying to upsell you in the spa. We went to the spa. We had a treatment. And then we're like, well, how do we, you know, tip or whatever? They're like, no, nope, that's it. You, They didn't try to sell me Elmas products. They didn't try to, wow. you know, it was just like, no, that's it. I'm like, well, I want to leave you an extra tip. They're like, no, nope, it's, it's included. That's it. I'm like, well, can I bring you cash later on then or? Like, yeah, yep. So there's no signing for anything. You know, if you want something, you get it, and that's that. Well, that's cool. Wouldn't you love to have been a fly on the wall in the in the meetings when they were planning this ship and yeah. they were thinking about all these things? Because you know they like went on other cruise lines and they were like, here's a list of things that we don't want to be, and here's a list of things we do want to be, and then mm -hmm. let's find our own unique footprint. That's it's that's really interesting. Yeah. And the staff. So I talked to a lot of staff. I, I always enjoy talking to them and where they're from and so forth. And they'll, they were able to be themselves on this ship uh, more so than on another ship where they're sitting there comparing tattoos with you. They're telling you about themselves. They have face piercings or whatever. And they're like, yeah, this is, you know, we, we love being here. They retained 90% of their staff after COVID. Wow. Which wow. for one ship, that's, that's amazing. They, they were looking forward to coming back to the ship. 
you talk to them, they're like, no, I've worked on Disney Carnival, Norwegian princess, celebrity. Like, we really like it here. Uh, they're like, we, we get treated really well here. They, they would tell you, they're like, you know, you get treated really well on Disney as a client, but we like working here better. <laughs> was there a, was there a common place that many of the staff were from? Like some ships, it seems like it's mostly Philippines or things like that. Were they, were they more diverse internationally or was it, does it seem like most of the crew were from one area primarily? Um, we talked to a lot from Vietnam, okay. uh, some from the Philippines, um, India, the, a couple of the bartenders were from India that we would talk to, uh, some from England, uh, depends on the, the positions and so forth. Some from Italy, one of our waitresses, the, the Italian restaurant, our staff was from Italy. Oh, nice. <laughs> so whether or not that was on purpose, I don't know, but they were, Italy, <laughs> they were excellent. So yeah, the standard, you know. A lot of Eastern did, Europeans and stuff. Did they have room for an American marine science teacher that could teach them <laughs> about the ecology? <laughs> I would say, like, if any cruise line did, this would be it. You know, this would, if you can't get on that one of those American <laughs> services, that's cool. This is the kind of ship that would have something like that. something, something like that. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, cool. So it was a it was a good experience. It sounds like it was amazing. It, it, we cruised, you know, three or four times a year. And I would say that I would look forward to going on this one again. We, they set it up to almost be like a big party atmosphere, but we found it to be more tranquil yeah. and relaxing. Then I remember Richard Branson saying that he tested the tables and they tested the tables to make sure that you could dance on them. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't see that kind of party atmosphere. Um, the one, one of the hits that I, I would say on it, is Bimini, which, so we pulled into Bimini and everybody gets off and you go to the beach and it's a beautiful beach club. They take in a tram, you go down to the beach and Bimini itself is a small little island and you can, you can rent golf carts for the day. There's no need to, you only need it for an hour or two if you want to go down the street. And it was nice. We, we rented them for, from, for like $30 for two hours and we went around a little bit, but you go to the beach club and they serve a, a really nice lunch, a very nice lunch from say like 11 to one, something like that. But there was no other food options. You couldn't go get snacks. You couldn't go get French fries if you were hungry or anything like that. There was no food options. Hmm. And the running joke was the blender was broken at the bar that was open. <laughs> and it was, it was broken the week before from somebody I talked to the week before. And then I talked to somebody from last week and it was still broken. So the running joke was that the blender at this bar, you, you couldn't get have, frozen drinks. Got to get frozen drinks on the beach. Come on. You get frozen drinks on the beach. Uh, <laughs> But after lunch, they shut down the restaurant area for a little bit. And then they opened it back up from, I want to say, three to six for a dinner. But at six o'clock, there was no more food there. That was it. And so now they're, you know, you're at a beach bar, you're having fun, you're in the sun, but you can't get any food. So this was my my one big hit that I wrote on my, my customer feedback survey was that you, you're trying to keep people there. And all the videos and everything, the, the, the promotional materials is all this big beach party and the bonfires. So like I said, we went back there that night and we got there and there was only a handful of people. And it was beautiful. It was absolutely stunningly beautiful with the, the, the bonfire. They had three big bonfire balls going and the pools were all illuminated, but there's no food. And so people were back on the ship eating dinner and then, you know, some people just didn't want to get back in the tram and come back. 
and there's not much going on. There's a DJ. So there's nothing going on there except for these flyers and no food. So my recommendation is you're going to need some kind of entertainment there at the beach and some kind of food there. So just be prepared that if you want to go, grab those takeout containers that I was talking about in the galley. Right. And bring them back to the beach or something. Huh. So what, how long is the tram ride from the ship to the beach about, about, uh, it might be a quarter of a mile. It, it's very short. They use those trams kind of like the ones in the Disney world parking lots to bring you up to the gate. Okay. Where, you know, everybody jumps in them and they pull out the first stop they stop at. I want to say it's a Hilton hotel and there's a casino there. Okay. And there's a yeah. shop or two and they have golf carts and then they, they pull in there and they're trying to give you the spiel to rent a golf cart and stuff. Like I said, if you rent it for an hour or two later in the day, you'd be fine. Don't spend the $60 for the day. It's not worth it. And yeah. you can't take it to the beach club. Because the beach club's gated and they don't let your golf cuts in. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so then they drop you off at the beach club and you go in. So one of the other things, Wi-Fi is free with Virgin. Right. And it works on the ship and it works at the beach club. Nice. And so there's like a, a free good product and then there's a better and a best. Um, I did live streaming video face calls and all sorts of calls and live streaming with the free package never once had an interruption, never had any problems. One or two spots on the ship might've been spotty, but if you just walk a little bit further to a router or something like that, you'd be fine. Hmm. Um, but even out on my balcony, I did some live streaming and stuff. Like when we were rescuing the refugees, Yeah, you, you could without a problem. So there's no need to upgrade that free internet package, uh, which it, other things that are included in that, you know, all your gratuities are included on the ship. So your room gratuities are included in the price. And when you look at that price on the internet, it's for the room. So it's not per person, it's per room. So that's for the two people or three. It's, right. You can add a third person or fourth person, but uh, for the most part, I think the business model is two people to the room. So. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Any, any last questions? Are you excited? I am excited. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. I can't I mean, wait. I've, I've done like the training and stuff and I've seen the videos and I, I see all this stuff, but to hear about it from someone that's actually been on it right. is like makes me even more excited. Pretty yeah. cool. Okay. <laughs> They've got lots of unique drinks. You can all grab those. And then do you remember which stops that you guys are going to have on the trip? We got Bimini and Costa Maya. Okay. That's so. Cool. We're excited about Bimini because the scuba diving and snorkeling is supposed to be phenomenal there. Yeah. So we booked a two tank dive and then we're going to try and snorkel at the beach club and see what that's like. Okay. Um, Costa Maya, we're doing Maya Chan, which uh, I know you've been there and it's, I've times. always seen good things about it. So we're going to try that out. It's kind of an all you can eat, all you can drink beach kind of hangout. Um, so yeah. Yeah pretty stoked excellent. <laughs> excellent yeah you'll enjoy it and I, I look forward to seeing the pictures and the videos along the way so cool well listen brian thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight you do the cruise creature yeah. while he's on oh, or? you want to you hang out for the cruise creature yeah we're gonna I, I've, I've got noah here with me and oh yeah I'm sure he'll yeah, bring you know, bring him up cruise creature <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll, we'll we'll roll the cruise creature credit he's uh <laughs> We could have done Noah as a cruise creature. Whoop, we lost this. But there we go. <laughs> Noah, this one's for you. This, yeah, there you go. <laughs>
so we were struggling a little bit to come up with a cursed creature, but it is almost Thanksgiving. So we thought, let's do something turkey related. And, uh, and you know, at lunchtime today, we saw the turkey vulture. So a little bit different cruise creature for us this week than, than your normal tropical animal. But in reality, the turkey vulture is found throughout the entire Caribbean. In fact, it's, it's there year round and it goes into the kind of more northern in the United States in the summertime. They get pretty big, about six foot wingspan. They're all black bird, but their head is red. So they're all ready for Scarlet Night. That's right. <laughs> Uh, turkey vultures, though, are one of several different species of vultures, and uh, and and they have some interesting things that make them a little different than other birds. And I know you have some fact about turkey vultures you want to share. I don't want to rain on your parade. So what is your okay. what is your turkey vulture fact? I'm gonna read it out of the book. This is the the birds of Florida <laughs> that I got for my birthday. I know it's of Florida, and this is like, but that's okay. But, but you'll still, you'll see them everywhere. It applies. Um, so, so it's it's basically about regurgitation. Um, so they Puking. they do that a lot. It's the theme of the week in our um, apartment. But basically, let's see. It enables, and what? Sorry, there's a there's a glare right on my words. <laughs> so it enables and engorged vultures to lighten up for a quick takeoff. And works as a defense mechanism. A trapped vulture will vomit up its stomach contents at a would-be attacker. I mean, that's effective. <laughs> so it's like I'm gonna come get you, and it's like, nope. <laughs> right. It'll it'll puke, and it'll puke on their nest. Well, they also regurgitate food into their babies' mouths. I mean, that's kind that's of a, a bird. bird thing. That's a bird thing. But keep in mind that vultures are eating carrion. So they're eating dead stuff to begin with. Now, one thing, though, that people, I think, have a, a kind of a little bit of, are, are misled on is vultures do eat dead stuff, but they don't like like rotten, gross stuff. Like it's they would prefer freshly dead, you know, just recently dead, right. recently deceased. Food, so if I putrefied. if I want to kill and then not get caught, I just do it. Do it by a vulture. By a vulture or vultures. a group of vultures. Yeah. That could work. I mean, but they won't eat the bones. They won't eat the bones. So you, you're still going to get. So caught. with that, I like. So probably just don't kill people. I think that's okay. the. I think that's probably the lesson to take away here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they, but here's the thing about vultures: they have no feathers on their head, so they're like bald headed because they're cool. You know, that's that makes them cool. But also, it allows them to get into the like stomach contents and stuff of their of their dead food without getting their hair messed up oh. their feathers messed up. But here's the, I think this is the coolest thing about vultures. And that is that most birds don't have a well-developed sense of smell. Most birds can't smell at all or have a very, very weak sense of smell. Vultures, however, are like, like the, like the Virgin cruise line of birds and that they're like, no, we're going to be totally different. And so they have an extremely good sense of smell, which allows them to find that <laughs> perfect, not you, allows them to find that perfectly dead food item, which they can then eat and then vomit onto a uh, would-be predator or into the young vulture's mouths. Right. <laughs> but look, if, if you're interested in turkey vultures, you, no matter where you live, if you're in the United States, you can probably find them at some point. 
Maybe not if you're in the northern United States because they're all down here now. Uh, but you'll see them soaring around. They they kind of hit the the currents in the air and they just kind of glide around. And um, we have in Florida we have black vultures and turkey vultures. Black vultures are all black, but they have white well, on that's, their wings. Well, that's actually what I was going to talk about. I wanted to see our black vultures found in other places. Here. I don't know What's what their, their total range is. I because I was gonna I was gonna talk about how do I yeah they're they're there too okay so yeah black vultures sorry I'm gonna jump in because it's the one thing I actually know <laughs> um, so if they're flying high which is normally what they're doing to identify which vulture you're seeing hmm. the black vultures have oh. white on the tips of their wings and the turkey vultures has like white all the way across yeah yeah I was going so to bring up a picture, but I don't know if I can use it because you, it's not ours. If you just Google the difference, you, if somebody is yeah. curious. They but can, that's how they can we were, it. I guess today we were walking around and there were all these <laughs> vultures and he was like, are they black or turkey? And I was like, look at their wings. They're turkey you can't vultures. see their heads when they're way up in the yeah. sky. Noah, do you, we got Noah on here. Noah, do you have any favorite creatures? What's your favorite creature that you've seen that you could see on a cruise? Um... Probably a dolphin. Good choice. I mean, we made it our logo. Or, <laughs> or a sea turtle. That's a good one too. Also a good choice. Yes, that was that was a runner-up for the logo. Actually, have you done any encounters with either of those? Um, uh, you, you saw some in Alaska. Yeah. So dolphins. What else you see? Whales. A lot of whales. Lots of whales. Lots of bears. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Now we haven't done any dolphin encounters or any anything like that. St. Thomas Sea Turtle Farm or anything. Not yet. You'll get there. You'll get there. (laughs) Cool. All right. Cool. Anything else you got? I don't think I have anything else. I've got a doctor, my dog. Yeah, the dog Reno is is apparently in heavy need of something because he's barking and well, he just, he hasn't felt good. Yeah. He's been a little under the weather. So, well, listen, thank you again for coming on tonight and talking to us about the Scarlet Lady and Virgin Cruise Lines and making us even more excited than we already were, which is pretty crazy because we were already pretty stoked about this cruise. Um, and do, do you have any, any place that people can find you? Any, any links you want to give for uh, stuff? Yeah, I, I usually do my blogging out at uh, facebook.com slash bfcruise. Uh, that's, you know, follow along there, all the different expeditions and so forth, whether it's land-based or cruises. I try to just do my travel blogs on there. Next week, we're heading out a Mariner of the Seas. We're going to test out kids during COVID on cruises. Yes. So. We, may, we may have you guys back on to talk about that. But yeah. that, yeah, so so check out BF Cruise on Facebook and you can see all of his pictures and videos that he took on the Scarlet Lady and his yep. and you and his many other cruises. He's, you've been on several cruises recently, right? Uh, yeah, a couple in the past couple of months. They, they've been inexpensive to get on, so <laughs> yeah, they've been throwing them at us, right? Yep. It's crazy. <laughs> so I, I definitely have tell people, you know, give you guys a call and book and get out there while. Uh, low capacity and low costs. I know we got Black Friday sales coming up next week, so they should be definitely giving you a call and trying to get take advantage of them. Remember the prices will only go up from here. Right. I mean, you can't you you can book now, 
and at that low rate. And if it goes down, hey, you can rebook them. But it's if it goes up in price, you're not going to be able to get those lower prices in the future. But definitely take advantage of it. It's the safest way out there right now for traveling. We've been to amusement parks and theme parks and resorts uh, and cruises. There's, there's nowhere else that's testing every single person. Oh, for sure. For yeah, definitely. Definitely. I felt very comfortable every cruise I've gone on. And I've, yeah. we've been on, this will be our fourth cruise since the, yeah. <laughs> since they started back up again. So yes, absolutely. Well, listen, thank awesome. you guys. We're going to go ahead and roll the credits and then yeah. we'll be back to hang out. Thanks yeah. guys. Appreciate you having us. All right. Thank you guys. Bye. All right. Well, on that note, it's time to head for the Scarlet. Man, I've got it. We've got to get something else booked. Well, we're going to get gets... the Horizon booked, so it'll be all good. It's time to <laughs> head for the Scarlet Lady. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys. If you're still watching after the credits and thank you again, Brian, this is, this is the time we just like, we just kind of wrap up with something. I don't, you got anything to wrap up on? Um, well, I was going to talk about what we talked about before, but I guess if it was before, then the people just listening don't know about it. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. You want to talk about yeah, that? Let's do that. Yeah. So those of you that listen to us, Oh, first of all, let me apologize for um, our last week's episode for it coming out um, like a week late. <laughs> <laughs> um, because although we did it live when we were supposed to, we waited a week before editing it and putting it up. We're behind on some stuff. So yeah. We'll I, I just feel like <laughs> I have no time to do things and I've got plenty of time. Um, anyways, so those of you that have now listened to that episode know that we went to Repticon yes. to get mice for the creatures. Mm -hmm. And our intention was to purchase dead animals like yes, mice. Fro frozen animals. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we, of course, walked out with a live animal. <laughs> <laughs> on purpose, not on accident. Yes. Just to be clear. Yes, this this little cute cutie right here, which is a uh, which is which is named Churro. Yes, his name is Churro. And Churro is a uh, Mexican spiny tail. With Brian, when we bye Brian, thanks again for hanging out. Um, but this is a, a Mexican spiny tailed iguana, not a green iguana, so they are not illegal in Florida. Fortunately, uh, they're from Western. Mexico, basically, and they look green when they're babies, but um, when they become adults, this is his dad actually, so they'll get black with yellow on there. They're called sometimes banana iguanas or banana pectinata is their scientific name, but yeah, so we've got another lizard, yet another lizard, Kimbra. 
Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to get like a five bedroom house. No, for we, everything we, that we, we need have. to just kind of stop. Because yeah, I think we're we're gonna be maxed out. I think we're done. The only For other big thing, things we're definitely I, maxed out. I would out. like to have a gargoyle gecko. Thank you, Kenneth. But it only needs something very small. It doesn't need a big space. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking because I got a text here. Oh, it's probably so. the same one I got. Oh yeah. Just Brian <laughs> saying thank you. Thank yeah. you, Brian. <laughs> and thank you, Noah, for coming on. Yeah, when yes. they get back, we'll have to get there. Get the kids on. He's got two kids, and I think we'll get them on and maybe talk about cruising as a kid pre-COVID, post-COVID, not pre-COVID. <laughs> no more COVID. No more COVID. I mean, during COVID. It's not. We're not post-COVID yet. I'll be happy when we can say that. That'd be nice. But yeah, that that and yeah, that's that's yeah. 